The following program is sponsored by Channel Mom Media. The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. My name is Jenny, and I'm a mom, but I once lived a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I left TV to become a full-time mother, I quickly found out what we moms are up against. Our world glorifies the rich and famous. For what? I say let's honor the moms who are raising this world's next generation. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Hey, welcome to Channel Mom, where we are here for you, Mom. And we really are. There's a lot of media out there, and they'd like you to buy the soap during the commercials, but they're not really there for you with the content. And that is why we created Channel Mom to be here for moms. We haven't been with Salem Radio here on KRKS for very long, pretty new. So we hope that you'll catch on and listen to us every Saturday at 7 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. and that we can be a blessing to your lives. We uh, have a lot of guests that you would know. Folks from the Duggar family on 19 Kids and Counting and the Duck Dynasty guys. And today we have a wonderful author upcoming who's going to help you worry less. I want to welcome my BFF in the house, Shelly Krause. Welcome, Shell. Thank you. So glad to be here. Just curious to know if she can help get rid of my worry lines. <laughs> well, maybe they won't grow any deeper if, maybe. if she can help. I mean, but it, what mom doesn't want to worry less? Oh, yeah. There's freedom when you don't worry. I know. I mean, we'll get into this when, when we talk to Jane uh, upcoming here in a minute, but she talks about how it, it's literally, it stunts your life to worry. And I don't know any mom that would like to have a stunted life. They, they want to live out loud and free with their kids and, you know, and not fearful and worried all the time. No. And regardless of what your kids do or yeah, don't do. I know. <laughs> I know. I mean, I, my worry doubled once I had kids. I was a worrier to begin with, but once I had children, it doubled with the first, and then I guess it quadrupled with the Yours was different. Mine hit here in teenage years. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I worried. You know, I wrapped them in bubble wrap. That was was the kind of mom I was when they were little, you know, right? If only. Yeah, you let them get in motorcycle accidents and everything. I know. You you let them live freer than I did, I think. Okay, let me tell you about uh, our upcoming guest, but uh, I'm also going to let our board tech know that we're going to play a little song that goes along with this interview in just a second. But first, let me tell you a little bit about Jane Rubietta. And I actually didn't let her tell me if I'm pronouncing her name right, but she'll tell me if I got it wrong. She is not only a popular speaker for women's groups, but she's also a critically acclaimed author. And she's got a brand new book called Worry Less So You Can Live More. She also has a number of other books that you would know, How to Keep you, the Pastor That You Love, uh, the award-winning Quiet Places. Uh, one of Jane's books was a Gold Medallion nominee. She's also co-authored Fabulous After 50 and Sensational After 60. She's appeared in a number of magazines. Her articles have uh, Fulfill, Home Life, Significant Living, Mom Sense Plus, Christianity Today, and so on. I really think you're going to enjoy her. We're going to talk about her book upcoming, but I thought we'd play a little song uh, by Swedish House Mafia, believe it or not. We try to mix it up here a little. We don't just do Christian music and everything that is purely, um, how do I want to put it? Church appropriate. Yes, because we want to invite everybody. So we want to love on every person, even if somebody's not following God at this moment in their lives. So here's a little Swedish House Mafia with a song to help you not worry. There was- 
today not to worry is that right uh, well i'm a veteran warrior so hopefully i learned something along the way how are your um your worry lines yes they're i hope they're receding <laughs> i try not to look okay well maybe you'll help us with that too this is about receding wrinkles and not worrying wrinkles and worry we help you in every way exactly. that we can who knew listening to radio could help you reduce your worry lines okay jane i'm gonna read a little excerpt from your brand new book worry less so you can live more worry less so you can live more it's fabulous surprising simple ways to feel more peace joy and energy Ugh, wouldn't we all like that okay here's what jane says in her book Each weekend at conferences and retreats, I see women weighed down by worry, heavy hearted at the state of their marriages or their children or both or lack of either disappointed because of the sheer drudgery of the day to day, day after days trudge through life. Where have our hopes disappeared? Whatever happened to the joy of our salvation? It has vanished in our drooping economy, our drowsy spirits, our often dreary churches. Hey, it's true. She says women worry. To compound their worries, they're sad, lonely, discouraged, scared, anxious, hurt, and exhausted. Wow. I mean, true? Tell me what made you want to write this book. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, because I'm one of those women, uh, for one thing. But also because I think that that is not the life we were created for. I think we were created for a life that's filled with joy and Uh, freedom and delight and I think that the vast majority of us do not live there and and I just thought that that is it's wrong that I live in this place rather than the other and so I that's why I wanted to to try to to work around that and figure out ways ways to live more instead of be trapped in all this drudgery yeah um tell people a little bit about what you worried about you you talked a lot and I really identified with it you have a messy desk and you sometimes walk into your messy office and you get feel overwhelmed and you have a million appointments and a million things to do and conferences to speak at and and children to to deal with although your children are older but still um and a house to clean up and so on talk to people about what what is the crux of your worried life yeah, I, the the crux of it has has probably shifted throughout the years, but but the very the very core of my worry is that we're not going to be okay, that we're not going to be safe, yeah. and that we are not really loved. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you think Shelley? Do you think every woman? I mean, truly, aren't we all there? Things are not going to be okay, 
and I don't know if God really loves me. I mean, don't you think a lot of women sit in that place? Yeah, but that, I, I guess up until this moment, I hadn't really gotten to that end of it. To me, it's even more on the surface, like, oh, I should be doing this, or my kids should be doing this, oh. but I hadn't really got down to the mm-hmm. basis of it. Yeah. You know, Jane, you brought up safety. And and later in your book, you talk about how safety had become an idol to you. Uh, and, and the God of the universe kind of said, hey, you're worshiping safety and you're putting safety above everything else and following after safety and, and failing to live in that way. Can you describe that? Yeah. I mean, I even remember exactly where I was. We have this ancient suburban and I was getting into that car, unlocking the rusty door, getting into that car and just feeling like, you know, okay, I've just got to go home. I got to have these really, really, you know, rigid boundaries around my time. And and I just heard this in my soul, just, you have made an idol of safety and it just shattered me. I thought I have done that in my, my attempts to keep our family together try to keep hearth and home together, try to keep from, you know, uh, leaping off the nonprofit uh, cliff and, and crashing at the bottom, um, all of those things. I had just tried to, I had minimized all of my outside involvements because they represented risk to me. Oh. All my outside relationships, everything. I think a lot of moms live in that place where they want everything to be safe. I find myself praying daily, please keep my kids safe. Please keep my, my son starting to drive. He's 16. Please keep, you know, Otis safe when he's driving. Please keep my husband safe. Please keep me safe. Please help me have a safe trip. I mean, everything is about safety. And I think a lot of moms who want their children to be safe and okay at all times must seek after safety often more than life. (laughs) I mean, like living, truly living, right? Yes. Well, we are protectors. We are. We have to be. We have to protect our own hearts so that so that we can operate out of a full tank. We have to protect. We have to protect our children because nobody else is going to do that. We have to protect our home. We lock our doors. We have to. We are protectors, and that is part of our role. The problem is when when our that part of our role begins to uh, take over all the other aspects of our role that. Um, so that those those have no place to to breathe. Without risk, we decay. Yeah. Expand on that a little bit more. We've got about three minutes left in this segment, and then we're going to talk about the tools that you can give moms to help them worry less, some really neat ones. But uh, with only, you know, two or three minutes left in this segment, tell moms what the risk of of allowing themselves to worry and and to make safety an idol does to their lives. Just, Just speak about that a little bit more, Jane. Safety stops us from trusting. It stops us from trusting our gifts. It stops us from trusting the possibility that God might have a good plan for us or hope for us or that God might love us. It also stops us from trusting other people. And all of those things begin to, uh, they do create sort of a barbed wire fence around us. We stop growing. And the character arc that really is what makes life interesting but also the thing that helps us keep growing, that character arc is absolutely halted. And that's a very dangerous place to be. We will begin to die in that place. The life will go out of our eyes. It will and out of our heart. It's a a fast way to flatline. 
Yeah. Away. Yeah. And it'll create worry lines. Shelly's really worried about those. Um, but also, Jane, I'm going to say this and then, and then we're going to go to break here in a minute. But our kids were passing on a habit of worrying and, and making sure everything's safe all the time, which we can't really do. And you describe that in the book. We can never be assured that we are safe at all times, at least on this planet. Um, you know, through God, we're safe and in heaven, we're safe, but, but here we can assure our safety. So now we're passing on that habit of worry and that habit of saying, uh, make sure you're safe, make sure you're safe. And I've done it to my kids. They're a little more fearful than I'd like because I was constantly saying, okay, well, I don't want you to get an accident and make sure you buckle and let's wrap you in bubble wrap. And, and I don't want to pass that legacy onto my kids. Okay. We need to toss a break. I know you were getting ready to talk, Shaw. I'll let you talk in the next segment. We are speaking with Jane Rubietta, the author of Worry Less So You Can Live More. You may have heard her speak. She speaks at many women's conferences and has written a number of other books. But coming up, I know moms want to get those tools that are going to help them to worry less. I mean, actual things that you can do in your life to, to get in the habit of worrying less and maybe stopping your worrying so you can have fewer worry lines, according to Shelley. Okay, so we'll be right back with Channel Mom. Thanks so much uh, for joining us today, and we'll be right back with author Jane Rubietta. Need an excuse to drive a few miles to a beautiful place with delicious food? Let me tell you about one of my favorite places to eat in Colorado. Down home, good cooking, old school, and family friendly, it's the Cutthroat Cafe. Chick Thomas is one of those guys who's created an eating establishment where customers feel like family. Nestled in Bailey, Colorado, next to a sparkling river and national forest, enjoy a getaway to the Cutthroat Cafe on your way to Breckenridge, just off Highway 285 in Bailey, Colorado. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Hey, welcome back to Channel Mom. We're so glad to have you with us today. Just a reminder that this show really is here for the mom and the family with great guests, some of whom you'll know very well, some of whom you won't, but they're experts to help you with your life. There's so little media out there trying to lift you up and help you uh, and further your role as mom and as a woman and that's what we're here for and that is why we are speaking to jane rubietta jane am i saying your name right yes that's right okay good job jane rubietta the author of worry less so you can live more worry less mom and we're going to help you with that jane's got some tools but uh coming off of the last segment shelly said she wanted to say something jane was talking about how a lot of women including her use safety as an idol. We just want to be safe and we want our kids to be safe and we pray for safety and it's a huge deal in our lives. Safe, 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 safe. And sometimes I think, how boring am I that I just want everything to be safe? Do I not want to take any risks for God and risks for what I'm trying to do for my family and, and people in general and moms out there, you know, but you, you said something, Shell, tell me. So nowhere in the Bible does it say that God wants us to be safe. Yeah. And none of our heroes in the Bible are safe. safe. Yeah, and if somebody at your funeral said she was just so safe, yeah, <laughs> with that, I mean, yay, yeah, milk toast. I know, I know. So Jane, uh, let's get back into the book because you've got some tools to help moms worry less so they can actually live more in their lives. So, so I'm just going to name a few, and I and I've read through the chapters, and and some of them were very, very significant. They're all significant, but some were more significant to me. The tool of play, the tool of nurture, the tool of memory, the tool of breaking free, the tool of trust. Um, so, so why don't you throw one out that you really favor and that you think is most useful in a mom's life? One that I really like is the tool of empathy. When uh, and and this this really came home to me. I was I was visiting with one of my my dear friends, and she's the one who just really kept me kind of on the 
on the rails, you know. She really helped me just live live straight straightforward. And um, she's the one who introduced me to to delight as a place as a replacement for worry. Anyway, um, I was moaning about you know some difficult things in one of my kids' lives, and 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 then I stopped and I said, oh. I can't even believe it. I This is all I talk about all the time. I talk about this all the time. And she said, well, Jane, what if every time you you start to talk about that, then you begin to pray about, so you're praying about him all the time. Well, what if as you pray for him, you begin to recognize other people in the world who have similar uh, situations and you start to pray for them and and it's this huge kind of ripple effect and what I found is that my prayer life rather than being so consumed with praying for my family and praying for our future and praying for finances I began to pray b- bigger and and it changed my worried little focus uh-huh. so much worry is self-focus and and so empathy um, the tool of empathy really started to open me up to recognize that other people, they have hard days, they have hard lives, they're, they're, they make psychological sense if you know their story. So, of course, they act the way they do, and empathy helps me uh, respond and respect them uh, and not be so self-obsessed. Yeah. I mean, so in other words, we all have certain worries about our kids, and in this case, I guess it was about your son, and you found yourself repeatedly praying this thing, and your friend said, hey, how about if you recognize other people that are dealing with that same thing, and then that expanded your horizon so you weren't just being uh, obsessive about worrying about your son? Is that correct? Yes, yes. Yeah. I think one of the dangers for us, and this is the reason that it's so worrisome to be a mother, is that um, our children become the centerpiece of our lives. Yeah. It's like they are always in the middle of our dining room table, always in the middle of our kitchen table. They're always right in the middle of everything. And so they become this huge focus. Well, that is an enormous amount of pressure on our children. But it also is, uh, it's a very sick focus on us because we are more than mothers. We are women. And God created us with this huge uh, ability to have compassion and empathy and and kindness and to to reach past our own limitations um, to to be part of other people's lives and, and to make a difference. And so... This is, that has really helped me a whole lot. Yeah. I told my daughter, Georgia, the other day, you know, sweetie, mom kind of made you into idol, an idol right after you were born. <laughs> and mm. Shelly can give an amen to that. And um, we do worship our kids in this country, and maybe they do in other countries. But And it's not to say motherhood is extremely meaningful and valuable to me. But you're right. We can't just do that. We have to understand that we have other ways in the world to contribute. And sometimes when we just focus only on mothering, we idolize our kids. And I'm guilty of that. We put it above our marriage. Yeah. Which was the very thing that created the kids. Yeah. And we put it above God. We put it above God, which is the very thing that created our marriage and our kids. That's right. Um, so, yeah. All right, Jane, I want to get to another tool, the tool of constancy, which may sound a little bit nebulous to some people. They don't, they may not understand it, but you've got this beautiful picture of how we need the constant presence of God, wherever people are at in their walk with God, uh, they need the constancy, the, the assurance of his presence. And, and you give this beautiful little example of this adopted daughter and her mama and what she would say to her mom and what happened in the middle of the night. Can you tell that story, please? Yes. Let me, let me just back up and say that in the Israel, for the Israelites in the temple, 
uh, in the Holy of Holies was this uh, was a rack that held 12 loaves of bread, and they changed that bread out every week. But each each loaf represented one of the 12 tribes of Israel, and that those 12 loaves of bread were always in front of of what we call the mercy seat. They were always in front of God's presence, and so God was constantly constantly um, aware of of these uh, of his people um, and so the the literal translation of, of that was uh, one of the things was it was called show bread or shoe bread but it's more literal is bread of the presence or see the bread through whom God is seen um, and so all of that to say that it began to mean see your face bread oh. um, so here's this this little girl, and she was abused um, and then adopted. Uh, she was abused elsewhere and then adopted into this loving home, and and she would have tormented, just absolutely horrific nightmares uh, almost every night, and she would just cry and cry and cry for her mother until her mother would sleep in the twin bed right just within arm's reach of, of this little girl. And she would wake in the night, and she would just she would just cry, "See your face, Mama, see your face." And, and my friend would be there, and the little girl would see her mama's face, and she would calm down, and she would sleep. Yeah, well, we've come full circle because that is the importance of a mother, and I think that gets so diminished sometimes in our country in the pursuit of so many other things. Um, so I do. I, I'm not chastising anybody. If, if <laughs> I don't want you to think, well, she said I valued my kids too much. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying they can't be the only thing in your life and that nothing else matters because you'll lose out on helping so many other people other than your kids. But at the same time, I want to say, look at that precious girl. Her only vision of God in some ways at that point was to see her mama's face because that made her feel comforted and secure and okay. And really in the end, we get those things from God. But it, it was so beautiful to, to me that this little girl had been adopted by this loving mother just said, see your face, mama, see your face. And that made everything better. So, Mom, that is how important you are. I just love that. Um, we don't have too much time left, so I want to work on one other tool, Jane. How about the tool of memory? Um, mom's going back to remember that they don't need to worry. I have to do that to myself sometimes because I've worried about millions of things. I swear to God, I have worried about millions of things. And I think about all of them that didn't come to fruition, that I thought this bad thing was going to happen or this. I thought, what a waste of hours and days. So, so tell moms about the tool of memory. Yes. Uh, so start remembering. Worry is always about the future. Yes. Um, and so, and it's projectile. We worry about tomorrow. We worry about next year. We worry about when our kids are 18. We worry about them when they're grandparents. I mean, we worry <laughs> projectile. Um, but it's always about the future. And memory will teach us where we've seen God's hand, where we've seen God's presence, where God has come through for us, where things really did turn out to be okay, safe, no, okay, yes. Um, And so go backwards and say, where did I see this? Oh, oh, look at that. Remember when that happened? Well, that was an amazing thing. Um, And so you just go back, remember, and that helps us move forward. Um, it, It really helps me because one of the things that is absolutely true about God is that God is... God lives outside of time, and so yesterday is the same to God as today and tomorrow. Yeah. The other thing about God is that God doesn't change. God was faithful yesterday. 
whether we noticed or not, God was faithful. And God is going to be faithful today. So doesn't it, I mean, there's no way around the logic then that God is going to be faithful tomorrow because God's not going to change. Yeah. And so we remember and we're able to walk forward and worry recedes. I promise that that happens if yeah. you can be conscious of it. If we can remember the times that he's, he's always been faithful and that really does help it go away. I promise you because Jane is correct. It, it, that has worked for me. Okay, Jane, we're just going to give you 30 seconds or so to tell people how to find you. Jane is the author of Worry Less So You Can Live More. She's a fabulous speaker and author. Jane, how can folks catch up with you and get this book? Oh, thank you. Come to my website, janerubietta.com, R-U-B-I-E-T-T-A.com. You can find me on Facebook, um, but all my books are listed there. And one of the things that I love to do is to connect with women face-to-face. And so I do Skype calls when, when you use one of my books in a, in a small group. And also I love being part of women's lives at, at women's retreats and special events. And so... You know, look me up. I'd love to to help you worry less and live more because we want to be women who live well. Absolutely. Jane, thanks so much for being on Channel Mom. So appreciate you and and your words. They've really helped me. So, So God bless you and your work, and thanks so much for being with us. Thank you, Jenny. God bless you, too. Okay, take care. Okay, Shell, thanks so much for uh, helping me to worry less. Are your worry lines receding? I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> but you look fabulous. They today. are in the moment. Yeah. Could change. Yeah. Hey, come check us out on channelmom.com if you want to send friends there or if you would need to go back and see a little bit about this interview. We post our interviews there to help you uh, and just feed into your lives. Moms, we really are here for you. Uh, God bless you. We hope you have a, have a good rest of the weekend and upcoming week. Tune in with us next Saturday, 7 a.m. and 2.30 p.m., where we'll have a wonderful guest for you to really help you with your life. In the meantime, God bless you and your families. Have a great weekend. Thanks for joining us for Channel Mom Radio. We depend on listeners like you to help us reach moms through radio and outreach. We'd like to send you a CD with some of Channel Mom's best shows, featuring interviews with Michelle Duggar, Duck Dynasty cast members, Dr. Emerson Egriches, and Stacey Eldridge. Just go to ChannelMom.com and click on Give to CM and type KRKS in the notes section of the donor page. Then we'll send you this inspirational CD as our thanks to all new Channel Mom partners. Channel Mom's mission is to provide media that uplifts moms and outreach partnerships that serve moms and families. In order to share the love of God, we work around a mom's demanding schedule by providing you on-demand access to Channel Mom's programming. View past shows on video or listen to our podcasts on ChannelMom.com or share with us on Facebook and Twitter at Channel Mom. Channel Mom Radio.